Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Andy coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Oh, that was really drawn out. <laughs> Thank you. It is a production of ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel throughout the world. We hope that you will find resources that will deepen your walk with Christ, whether it's worship bands or pastors to listen to, articles to read, podcasts to listen to, whatever it may be. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Please drop us a line. Let us know what you think. And if this ministry blesses you in any way, you can click the donate now button <laughs> or like, share, subscribe, forward this broadcast to others. Um, I, I love uh, the real life people for Jack Hibbs. They say, a thumbs up on this recording is a way of saying amen. Yes. Amen. Do that. So let's do that. And speaking of donations, we've had a few people. Should we ever call out the people who do that? Or we shouldn't do Not that. by name. Not by name. But we've had a, a, a couple really um, thoughtful people. Yes. That have uh, began donating on a monthly basis. Yes. And we're really appreciative of that. That helps because apparently we need to buy new equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the never-ending pursuit for new equipment. <laughs> yeah. So we really do appreciate that. So just go to resurrectministry.com. And uh, while you're watching uh, or later on, you can go down in the description and there's a few links there to click on. Uh, and this is going to be one of my last uh, uh, requests to, to click on the link for Fan Angel for my son's lacrosse team. Uh, there's some kids on there that I need. I know that need a little help financially with some equipment, that kind of stuff. So that helps uh, uh, towards that. So if you would want to do that, if you have a dollar or two, that would be fantastic. Uh, and then we have our... Um, sponsors. One of them is LifeWise. It's a great company. It's a Christian company um, that uh, believes that uh, Jesus is their CEO. Yes. I don't know. Is that okay? Is that okay to say? I guess so. <laughs> I don't give it too much thought. I just kinda... Which means they pray before every meeting, business meeting. They look for direction from God to make sure that they do the right thing. They donate awesome. money to um, Tunnel uh, for Towers. Tunnel for Towers. Um, uh, T to T. T to T to Tunnel Two Towers, yeah. T to T. T to T. T to T dot org, I think it is. Um, but they do a great job donating thousands of dollars every month to that organization. So check them out. Great supplements to help you sleep, you know, get rid of inflammation, pain, and that kind of thing. And then we have StreamYard, which you could go live uh, with your own little hobby that you want to tell people about or tell them how to do. Maybe you're a photographer and you want to share uh, how you do photography and uh, maybe even... Interesting choice photography for a video you can do that yeah they can bring the camera out they talk about the settings they show wow. examples of their pictures how they do lighting or how they do sports cool. yeah so whatever it is you have an expertise on you can do that and you can actually begin to make money at it too by what selling if you have no expertise then you read a devotional like us or then you just be like <laughs> then you can just be like everybody else on youtube yeah, talk nonsense. You can do a review on The Chosen. Yeah. All right. And then make sure and open your Bibles up to John 16, 12 through 15. We'll be reading that a little bit later on since to Tozier references uh, John 16 in the devotional I'm about to read. Uh, we are going to be um, reading from Tozier for the Christian Leader for February 3rd. The title is Sending Something Better. And this is a King James version of John 16, 13. I tell you that because I uh, suddenly will begin speaking oddly. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, 
but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will shew you things to come. We'll read a, a different version. It's a little bit more clear. Tozier says, our trouble is that we are trying to confirm the truth of Christianity by an appeal to external evidence. We are saying, here is a great statesman who believes the Bible. Therefore, the Bible must be true. We quote Daniel Webster or Roger Bacon. We write books to show that some scientists believed in Christianity. Therefore, Christianity must be true. <laughs> we are all the way out on the wrong track, brother. That is not New Testament Christianity at all. That is pitiful, pitiful, <laughs> whimpering, drooling appeal to the flesh. That never was the testimony of the New Testament. Never the way God did things. Never. You might satisfy the intellects of men by external evidences, and Christ did. I say point to external evidence when he was here on the earth. But he said, I am sending you something better. I am taking Christian apologetics out of the realm of logic and putting it into the realm of life. I am proving my deity, and my proof will not be an appeal to a general or a prime minister. The proof lies in an invisible, unseen, but powerful energy that visits the human soul when the gospel is preached, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Lord, open our ears that we might hear when the Holy Spirit speaks. Amen. I'm really interested to hear what you think this devotional is really trying to say. What is the, oh, what is I the gist so of this? Oh, I so much to say because oh, this, this is after... I had an amazing conversation with um, someone today, um, a new friend uh, that's kind of uh, walking her walk, somewhat new I detect, or mm -hmm. it may be an up and down walk, uh, but basically trying to strengthen it. And so she was expressing to me that I just feel like I, I know I, I, I want to increase my faith. I know I should read the Bible. And every time I go to pick it up, I can't. Something distracts me. I get interrupted. And so... What, what came to my heart to share with her, and even when I first met her, my feeling was the same, is that I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, teach her to fall in love with me. That's what I need you to teach her. Teach her to fall in love with me. Mm -hmm. So it was basically, and so I have this overwhelming desire when I speak to her to try to explain that to her, no matter what she's she brings to me, you know, so I'm trying. So when she said this to me today, I said, well, why don't you, um, it's a relationship. It's about love. It's not a religion. So there's all these enemy forces that are pulling you away from the Bible. So I said, come at it a different way. Try listening to your favorite pastor or listen to worship music, invite the spirit into your life, and then let the spirit lead you to read. You know, because I feel like we in our flesh say, I got to read the Bible more. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, see, that's also the trick is that you don't really know if the person you're speaking to actually has the Holy Spirit. So the first step was making sure they could feel, hear, see and experience the Holy Spirit and then cuddle through the rest. Right. You know, Um but just that's what I just keep hearing from the Lord is that teach her to fall in love with me. Um, and so I just feel like that's what 
uh, Tozier's talking about in terms of the power, like none of the rest of it matters. None of, okay, this famous person became a Christian or, you know, I take, we take these Bible classes and we learn to, you know, understand the historical context and the archeological evidence and all the apologetics, <laughs> you know, which is just like, which is food for the mind, yep. you know, which is like candy for the mind, but, and it, it's beautiful, but that's not at the end of the day, um, what draws us closer to Christ. It's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our hearts and in our souls. Right. I feel that I, 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 through this devotional, I'm seeing where years ago, even when I was first listening to Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and um, some of the other pastors that I like to listen to even before you and I met, and and I loved the uh, the archaeological proof of the existence of the Bible and the um, it's fun stuff and some of the you know what was that one book? It's the uh, it, it's it's a detective who did it and it's called oh the, cold case Christianity cold case Christianity and awesome. even some apologetics and that kind of stuff and and I remember that I used some of those things that I learned early on to speak to other people about the Bible. But I but listen to the devotional. There's a little bit of me that like I'm, I was thinking back and thinking, you know what? I wonder how much of that was me trying to convince myself of the of the of the truth of the Bible, right? Because I it was all I, happening here. There was like a little bit more panic, like, oh no, they're going to ask me about something. But no, it's real because they found these scrolls in a cave, and they the guy threw the they rock match. and her, yeah, and it matches, and they're <laughs> they're made thousands of years, and I'm, I'm almost panicking. You know, because I wanted them not to think I was crazy, yeah. right? To believe in the truth of the Bible. Uh, but as time has gone by, uh, when I speak to people like Nick, my um, my trainer at the UFC gym, or um, you know, the people that I've been meeting lately and just happen to be talking about it, it it's it's not like that anymore. There's no panic. I, I either talk about whatever it is that they need that I think whatever the Holy Spirit's given me to speak to them, and I just trust in that. Yeah. So um, again, drawing you back to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it, it is pretty awesome because I never, I never thought about it before, but when I was reading it and then when you were talking, I was thinking back, I go, man, I used to do that all the time. Like they come up with the, with, with things that people that don't necessarily believe in the Bible. Right. What would help them? Little tidbits. Yeah. Bring, bring them Little closer. Kibbles. Yes. Um, but I, but I like the comfort that I have in speaking about, God and the Holy Spirit and my journey and your journey, because I'll often talk about, you know, how you and I met and the, the impossibilities of that ever happened without the um, existence of God. Amen. That uh, those, those things for me are uh, what's real. It's not the archeological <laughs> things that I see on Facebook. Which are cool too. Yeah, I mean, but they are cool. Let's not undermine the fact that they're really cool, but <laughs> I don't know. It's not um, what you're going to hold on to in a storm. Oh, look at you. Yeah, it, 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 that's not what's going to carry you through yeah. the difficult times in life. That's like holding on to a weed in a storm. Right. And ho hoping that's going to, you know, keep you grounded. Exactly. Yeah, you need a redwood. Yes. <laughs> or a mountain. <laughs> Good day.
<laughs> Hello, Carrie News. I like this pink hand. Yeah, Where is this pink hand? It's a, it's a like a hand, like a right? hand painting hand. And then is it finger painting is it hand? Sweating. What are the dots on the top? Oh, that I don't know. I, but I think it's finger painting, like paint splatter. Oh, I think it could be. Oh, sorry. It's and your... uh, Kate, good day, fearless ones. <laughs> um hi jan nice to see you nice to see you and carrie saying so agree with tactic of listening if you can't read make room for the spirit <laughs> yeah, amen for sure um daniel 8 is confirmation of the truth of the bible the predictive prophecy for daniel it's history for us amen oh it's waving the pink it's, hand is waving the pink hand's waving. yeah so i like the truth that i heard well, man, I don't like is a good word, but so I've been in Idaho for the last couple of days and returned yesterday. Yes. Last, last night. Safe and sound. And uh, safe and sound. And the truth I heard from my wife was that she goes, oh my gosh, I have slept so well the last couple of nights. I'm just ready for Without... you to come back. <laughs> Rejuvenated. Well, there's, there was almost this look like, I'm happy you're home. No. But you won't believe how well I slept while you were gone. <laughs> and I go, what? I didn't sleep at all because you were not with me. Did you wait for the past 16 hours just so you could say yeah. that on air tonight? <laughs> you did. He did. No, just, just to sharing throw people. me under the bus. Now I'm just sharing with people where I've been, and there was this little thing that just it just snuck Listen, out. Listen, I yes. just gotta tell you, and I gotta tell all of our listeners that <laughs> who know me, right? At 54 years, I was 51 before I got a husband who slept in the same bed as me. So I literally lived my entire adult life with no other people in my home. Other much than, less in your bed. Much <laughs> less in my bed. Other than a nanny and then my child when she was born. And that was when I was 37. So your, when nanny, I left, your nanny wasn't in your bed. My nanny was not there. <laughs> okay. daughter. I just want to make sure that was clear. And I didn't even let my daughter sleep in the bed until she was like five. Um so it was, I left my dad's house at 24 and then that was it. There was no other adult in my home other than a nanny occasionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So God is so merciful. God mm. is so merciful. He did throw me out of my comfort zone. Not like gently glide no. me, but threw me out, but then throws me a bone every now and then. <laughs> You know, I just get, I get a, a, occasionally a little peace and quiet where I get to he go gave, back to, oh my God, there's you, nobody home. I'm going to yeah. like put the dishes away when I feel like it. I'm going to tidy up a little and nobody's going to come after me. Change light bulbs. I changed the light bulbs in the front of the house. <laughs> I got the ladder out and everything. So the, the, the gift he gave is a man who travels a lot. D yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's totally reasonable. It is. Is that bad? Is that bad? No. I adore him. Andy is my person. Andy is my person. You gave me a great I, compliment at, at, at the movies, I think. I forgot where that was. You told me how much you love me. I forgot what you said exactly, but I remember I go, oh, my gosh. I don't remember her ever saying that. No, I say it all the time. No, you said I? something. I forgot what oh, it was. the way I say it. The way you said it was, like, pretty awesome. Oh, but. that every minute's like a, every uh, – we were watching something where it was like it's like an eternity together, and I'm like, Hours with you, eternity with you, feel like seconds. Something like that. Yeah. And whatever you said, it was beautiful. I do. I adore Anne. And I had to look over at the, the see the sincerity. Yes, you were sincere. <laughs> just saying that. <laughs> 
and that you know what it is and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this full circle for you. topic i'm gonna bring this oh, full you? circle i am <laughs> is that we are constantly striving we we actually pastor jack said this in his podcast today that we put testing on ourselves we test ourselves and then jesus tests us mm. and he's challenging us to move beyond what we even thought was capable in our lives like he rearranges the furniture as we say like he comes in your life and he totally remodels but at the same time that he's doing that you you have to literally like drag your body along with it you know what i mean like you're like wait a second i'm coming along with you but this is like you know your hair's on fire you know what yep. i mean that sometimes this change feels like that yeah. <laughs> i'm going i love you i love it i love our life yeah. but i sometimes it just yeah all right, let's read let's read John 16, 12 through 15. We're gonna read Kate's and, comment. And then we'll get back to or do you want to read it now? It's either one. All right. Let's I tell you, let's read it now so that we can Yeah, it'll double. make sense. Yeah. I hear you, Hedia. Kate says, men can be disturbers of sleep. <laughs> they are grunters and snorers and other kinds of noises. <laughs> <laughs> not noises, not just noises. But last night, Andy, Andy, because you know, being a former police officer, there are all kinds of interesting bodily movements that occur in the middle of the night in his sleep, based on whatever he's dreaming. Yeah, yeah. So how'd you how would you know? I had some pretty interesting dreams last two nights. I've oh, had some crazy dreams. Oh yeah, for last night for sure. Mm. Oh, I've seen you get out of bed and pretend like I'm like I thought you were served in Nam or something. <laughs> You were in Iraq because <laughs> you were doing these weird things that when I when we first met. Oh goodness, that was crazy. But last night you were um you were crouched like almost fetal position, but you were whacking me from fetal position. Like you were like look like you were is that what one of the dreams was? Yeah, I was having a little battle with somebody. Okay, but yeah. you were crouched down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he occasionally punches me <laughs> in the stomach, in the arm. Yeah, but I love you. I yeah. love you with all my heart. <laughs> well, at the UFC gym, I've been doing a little bit of boxing, and I've been learning uh, a couple new So you incorporate techniques. those in your dreams? It's possible. <laughs> okay. it, was a, uh, it was a jab, cross, and then I duck under a punch, and I go to a body shot. And so I'm kind of down in this cross <laughs> position. I and so, that. yeah, I was doing a, a few of those moves, I think. I think so. The other dream was crazy. I can't even get into that right now, but it was a, it's, it's so crazy that I can't even <laughs> okay. speak it. I can't speak it right now. Okay. Oops. Sorry about that. Let's get to the uh, scripture so that we can continue our time with God. Okay. All right. I have much more to say to you more than you can now bear. Jesus says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. I mean, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. Like, my goal as an evangelist wherever God places me is to get people to experience that. Yep. 
Like that's 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 my job is to just take them to the water. I can't make them drink. I can't make them grow. I can't make them um, believe. But if you can, if you can convince them to be interested in that, oh my god, like that that's transformative. And I think that's what Toja is trying to say is that it, you can. What we need to be focused on is the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And just those on the podcast, it's John 16, 12 through 15. And we're in the NIV version on this one. Yes. Yeah. That, um, that, that's kind of been, like I said before, when I've talked to people like Nick and that kind of stuff, I said that you, I, I don't want to scare them away. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find this, this, um, I don't know, this happy spot. I don't, I don't know how else to put it, <laughs> you know, because now I want to go that, you know, God transforms you and it's amazing. And, but they're still at the spot where they're still trying not to have a drink on the way home and, and, um, you know, pick up some chick at the bar <laughs> and they're actually married or dating somebody else, you know, they're, right. they're still, they're still at that. They're just trying to get through the drive from the office to home, <laughs> <laughs> right. Without getting into trouble. And here I am saying, God is amazing. I mean, it's just transformed my life. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I get them to, but I tell them, I said, listen, it's not easy. You got to take it one step at a time. Yeah. And you need to begin just to read the Bible. You need to begin getting into some devotional and make it a regular part of your life. And again, I'm telling you that I know that this is not easy, but it will transform your life. You just got to take baby steps and begin to, you know, listen to, and I send him, him I sent him, tell him to just put that on in the car on his way to drive home. He's busy listening Tear to, uh, but that, but stop that. You're yeah. the biggest one of, oh, the, that. of that music yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, the devil's music. Yeah, stop the, listening I, to the devil's I, music. Stop listening to the devil's music. Um, but, um, put that stuff in the car, man. On yeah. your way home. I've been sending him Mark Driscoll because he does a great hey, man, like men, men's uh, uh, ministry on Wednesdays. That's amazing. Um, especially the last couple messages have been yeah, right up his alley. It's been awesome. Um, but there, there is that, 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 that difficulty of, of now I'm trying to manage it. You know, I should know this from dog training because I always tell people, yeah, it always comes back to dog training, right? Is that, uh, I've always had to tell my trainers that the people you're training are not dog trainers. They have no interest to be in dog trainers. They oh, just want to, they want to the, learn how to get their the dog families. to stop to Ping. stop peeing or <laughs> running out the front door after, you know, the mailman. They don't want to train anybody they, they, else. They don't want to hear about operant conditioning and, and, and classical conditioning and clicker training and all that. They just, just, I, I, I hate my dog. I want to kill my dog. I, I so you have to start, you have to start, you have to start at the, at the, at a place that they can understand. You never helped me with my dog. I, I, I tried to show you, you were not willing no, you didn't. Uh, Schnooks. You just got rid of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, at some point, it's gonna say, "This isn't for you." This you You guys go? need a divorce. You guys needed to divorce. That was just it. You can't help every marriage. Um, God can, because He's all powerful and amazing. Oh, but, so are there in your experience, oh. you've had. Uh, Dogs and trainers oh, come to yes. you like you need to divorce. Absolutely, you need to give them away. <laughs> yes, I said this stuff ain't gonna happen. That's funny. It it's not. It's not for you. I, I, oh yeah, I've had women cry in my office about you know about 
you know, you got to make this work. And I said, it's, it's just not going to work. This is just not going to work. And I'm sorry. I mean, it happened. So in, in my, whatever it's been now, 40 years, I've only told two people that they needed to put a dog to sleep because of the uh, aggression. It was, okay. I don't know the dog was, there's the dog was, his brain was broken. And which is um, possible, right? And it, yeah. And I just said, listen, this is just one of those dogs that just is broken. It's, uh, you know, like a, a homicidal maniac, <laughs> you know, you gotta, and, they, and it, those exist. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put them down. <laughs> uh, but two, I've been able to fit. I mean, and we got the worst of the worst. We got every broken dog in the, almost in the world. We got one from Paris, France, who'd been a police officer. It's a pet dog. A police officer was jogging by an off duty oh. police officer, and the dog bit him. Was he colored? <laughs> they, they sent the dog. <laughs> Isn't that sometimes happened? That they don't like brown people dogs? Is that is that a myth? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've already heard it. Usually, and I'm going to share with you because you brought it up, and now I have to share. The dogs tend to not like people that the human doesn't like. So women oh, will sometimes have this issue point. with men. Mm-hmm. And when they're walking down a sidewalk and they see a man coming, they, they slow down. They change their gait. I mean, they don't have to be fearful. They can just become slightly concerned. The dog can feel that. What oh. you would call it, the leash is a direct messenger to the dog. Fascinating. And so if the, the lady pulls back on the leash a little bit because she sees something mm-hmm. that concerned her, and the pulling back could be that her slowing down or her changing directions or stiffening up. Sure. The dog. <laughs> so oh, dogs can become racist <laughs> based on their owners. the owner's. Perfect makes perfect sense. Yeah, so so just so you understand so that. So does it happen? Ab- if your absolutely. dog starts barking at every all the color folk on the street, it's your fault. <laughs> better stop. Why are you doing this better, to me? Better get, under, get that under control. Folks. Why are you doing this to me right now? I don't now? know. Um, now I completely forgot where I was oh. on the other thing. But yeah, so there there were these you would put two people so like a belgian malinois is a police dog that is super strong and super aggressive at times um and it has high energy and i would and i this couple came to me they were in their late 70s and they bought a puppy belgian malinois because they saw the dog on a movie and they, and they come and they go in the lady's arm she's had bandages all on her arms Cujo, yes. uh, yeah all of her arms and i'm going like who gave you this dog and who who thought this was a good idea anyway that I told them that that dog was going to kill them. And uh, they it, it, just with a younger couple. Did they agree? No, they, 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 they tried training. They continued training. I said, I, you know, you can continue coming here, but I'm just telling you that it, the dog, because it was a young dog. I got yeah. the dog's going to get stronger and stronger. Yeah, it's a puppy right now. And, um, and wow. I, you know, yeah. And I don't know what ended up. I, 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 so you don't know if they're dead? They could be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we have any comments from our president. Okay, here we go. Uh, where are we at? Uh, can you do it? I'm far oh. from the mic now. Okay. Okay. Been trying to listen to the spirit even when I don't want to, and just realize I may resist when my attitude sucks about others. Um, so Carrie, true. That is so hard. Yeah. Right. How do you, how do, you do with that? I mean, you got to push through because otherwise, most of the time you'll be like, "I got to go." <laughs> right? We've all been there where you're like. I hear you, God, but I'm just not in the mood right now. <laughs> you know, bringing that this devotional is for Christian leaders. You know, one thing that I've heard Pastor Jack Hibbs again, I'm going to just 
you know, call him out is that he's pretty honest about sometimes how difficult it is to be a pastor. Yeah. And people will say, Hey, you know, will you pray for me for blah, blah, blah. And he goes, why are you asking me? Ask God, <laughs> pray to God. Right? Like, why? <laughs> he goes, just sometimes I got to say, why? <laughs> he, he says that, I mean, he's better at, at talking about these things, but yeah. he, he says things like that every yeah. so often. Like, like, like he's at Costco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Costco store. I remember that. He'll say, like, what? Okay. I'm at Costco. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll see them make eye contact with him. And go, oh, no. Here, Here they we go. go. <laughs> Here they come. It's got to be hard. Isn't it? I mean, it's got to be difficult, but, uh, you know, it's. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever left a conversation with Jack without asking him to pray for me. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, I mean. He will often, I've never asked him. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying I never asked him, but he always will say, let's just pray about that right now. Yeah. And I, and I just feel that that's, I feel, you know, if that, right. if he wants to do that, it's perfectly fine. It's just when he's in like Albertsons or something like that, I'm sure. <laughs> like, wait, I'm in. You know, I'm you in. Stop. My, yeah. Can you just leave me alone. Just give me five minutes. <laughs> I just came to for buy some, some pickles. I just came for some bacon. Yeah, some pickles. <laughs> All right. So Kate says, "Praise God, my prodigal contacted me. It's her other son, and said he feels like he missed out on so much. Mm. He saw the picture of the boys taking you, her out for her birthday. I think uh -huh. he saw it was aging. It's a baby step back. That oh, is so wow. sweet. I can imagine that." That's wow, the power of social media. Um, well, we're definitely gonna have to pray. Uh, Kate, will you tell me what his name is? So let's pray for that to develop and continue to um, warm up. And this probably isn't quite the same thing, but I know that my oldest son now, he's, he's older now, he has his own truck and he has a girlfriend and he's doing so, but I see every so often, like I'll do something with the little kids and you'll go, yeah, last but, night he was like, who is he seeing? Who is he seeing? He was like, how come you didn't ask how me? You didn't go to how, come you didn't, like, how come we didn't do that? <laughs> and I go, son, how am I supposed to know? You're either with your girlfriend or you're spending time with Jason and Andrew. Oh and my and God, then I'm supposed funny. to like predict when. No, I'd like to take you out <laughs> for dinner. Just you and me, son. Yeah, but that Which time. Which is funny, though, because you do like you're, you've been almost every weekend with him at for his, at his games. Tournaments and stuff like that. So it's not like that he hasn't seen you, but it was that particular yeah. act of spending time alone together for dinner. I do have to remind him of that. Yeah. But today, like I said, uh, I said, hey, Rhett and Bo, which are the younger ones. I said, Rhett and Bo, let's go play lacrosse at the park. And I didn't ask him. I just went. Did he get mad? <laughs> and I used his stick. Oh, good. Yeah, he didn't ask. But I, I wanted, I wanted him to say, "Hey, can I come and I'll come and play with you guys or something like that." Yeah. But you know, he's busy doing this thing, so it comes and goes depending on what it yes. is that he's doing. No, I think doing. it was the it was the um, fancy sushi dinner night that he's. <laughs> oh, because yeah, you took the boy. Well, they only eat one thing. Yeah. They eat one roll. Yeah. That's why I like taking them. <laughs> All the other kids eat like you know, <laughs> right. I'll take three rolls and I'll some... take the sea urchin with caviar, please. <laughs> yeah, what, what's your most expensive roll? <laughs> I want two of those. Uh Carrie says uh, you get this one. It was a myth. Yeah. Well, but oh. you explained all of that about the myth. It's all about the owner. Yep. Yep, yep. True. Way to go, Carrie. Yeah. Uh Kate says. Actually, the Lord spoke to my heart each time I went to pray the last three days about apologizing to one of my sons for reacting to something he said, and I was grouchy. 
when I did, I got peace back. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, uh, I gotta, we gotta confess something. Uh oh. Can we confess something? Are we gonna, you're gonna confess for yourself, right? Not, you're not making my no, confession. No, it's both of us. What? Uh... So, the chosen. <laughs> I'm going to say something positive okay. and then you can have whatever it is you want to talk about. The no, chosen. I'm not ragging on the chosen. <laughs> oh, wait, this so, is the audience that doesn't mind the chosen. That doesn't no, like, they don't the, like chosen. the chosen. Okay. So they're happy that you okay, ragged good. up. But I, I, I like the chosen. <laughs> I had, and I did up until the last five minutes. It was going pretty okay. good. It was. It, it was three. And so at the movie. It was theater, until I wanted to shoot the TV. <laughs> the, 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 theater. The, the theater. So we, uh, so in the movie theaters now, they put out three episodes at a movie theater and you can go and it's a three hour three hours and 27 minutes three hours and 27 minutes but they put a break so you can go and get some coffee like we did but anyway what i um the the uh, scene that i loved is when after jesus had changed simon's name to peter and every, all the other guys are like, hey, what? What? How come he gets his name changed? Kind of like my son Kelly. Like, how come right? he get, how come they get to go? Um, how come his name is P Oh, he's the rock now? Uh <laughs> that's funny that if they knew who the rock is and like movie, right? like the movie star, like I think that, that's what they were making a pun of. Too. Oh, that, oh yeah, that's, that's what they're calling him the rock. The rock. Because <laughs> oh, you're the rock now. No. <laughs> so anyway, the, what ends up happening is that this kind of change, obviously, Peter's. Um, countenance uh he was kind of a little bit like shocked by it too but now he realized that he had to change who he was yes and and so then the Ma shoes. matthew who they have been not getting along because tax collector and he he was going to turn in uh right. simon when he was simon uh you know for not paying his taxes and and then he caused problems that caused problems between him and uh simon's wife at the time um that Peter, let me just choose one. Peter <laughs> was so angry with him. Like, and it gets one of the reasons why they couldn't get along because because Peter, I, I guess it's safe to say, hated Matthew. Yes, for all that he had done and felt like he was trying to destroy his life. What I what I like though is the scene about understanding, because Peter was so angry. He went to Jesus and says, "How can I, how can I forgive this guy? How how can I now be nice to this guy?" And he, and then Jesus brings him through all the things that were happening and all that had to happen to bring him to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, Peter, Peter is just sitting like with his mouth agape. I've never said that before, but it's not like, oh, oh, everything oh. has brought me to this moment. Every bad. I feel very much the same way. I, yeah. I have forgiven all of the horrible people that have hurt me in my <laughs> In my previous muzzy life, um, because of that. Oh, and I went, here. when he find Peter finally went to Matthew. Oh, that scene just killed me. I was, it killed me. I thought of every person that I wish I could have said that to my dad, or I wish I could have said that to my mom, because what ended up happening with us was just nonsense. Especially since I ended up divorcing the person that caused most of the nonsense. Um, but um, yeah, I thought about all that. Like I just wish. Oh. I wish I could that could have that moment that they were having. Yeah. Um, but you do have a living relative. I do have some, yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's so hard. It's, it's so hard. You but could, um, you could lament the I know, that, I get, but, <laughs> that have passed away, but there's still an opportunity. But there's those people that they're not Matthew who kind of 
wanted to be forgiven. Like he wanted to have that because he, he went yes. to Peter first and, and Peter just walked away. But in the scene, ah, in the movie. no, he went to Jesus and he wanted Peter's forgiveness. <laughs> he wanted Peter to apologize. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Jesus had to point out to him, wait, wait a minute. I rarely <laughs> say this to people, but who started this? <laughs> true. True that. Right. That's true. So that was also a very cool scene. But at least at one point they were willing to do. I, I just don't know that, you know, you have those people like you can't go to your brother and, and say, I forgive you. And he's going to say, forgive me for what? <laughs> right. right? He's like, he'll give you one of these things, like the, the Oprah thing. Like, Excuse me. Oh, for sure. Right? Well, no, there's some people you don't have to say, right. forgive me. Just try You to... have to forgive them. Yeah. And then God will take care of it. Exactly. Um, but, oh my gosh, that, that one was, that was a really well done series. Because I don't want to say it was one scene. It was like several several scenes but i thought that was really but well the done. problem <laughs> and he's telling you all the glorious parts that made him cry <laughs> the, the, the beginning the first 10 minutes made me cry yes i, I was i but was the done problem. <laughs> now for the critique i don't want to do a spoiler alert but if you don't somebody yeah. dies that is not a biblical story that i know of that dies and they go through this very dramatic sequence mm. and Jesus doesn't heal the person. So what, I, I mean, there was yeah. this mad rush of emotions that went through me. Like it was like, how dare they portray Jesus this way? There was no, there's no stories of him. It says he went through the land and healed you know, and healed all of diseases. Like there was, there was no people that he said, ah, you, I'm sorry, I can't do that. He raised the dead, you know, and I, uh, I don't know. I just got he so just, He upset. just got done, um, uh, you know, healing the blind man. Yes, just got done healing the blind man uh, that was blind since birth. So it was prophetic that he was able to heal somebody that was um, blind since birth and then looked at uh, the person's uh loved one and said i'm sorry there's nothing i could do and i was like what 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 oh i you know i get angry just thinking about it now you think the lady that was sitting next to us that got out and then like as soon as that I'm, scene I'm was convinced. over she she left she just left and i'm like i'm convinced she was as angry as me yeah I'm really interested to see what they have to say about that. And then I scene. started Googling the controversy to see if anything's out yet, but I think it's just too early. Yeah, there is some videos though that they're talking about it. Yeah, but they don't um, but they're supportive. Of the yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Oh, that was the greatest scene. I mean, that was such a great emotional I scene. didn't like it because remember the rope they were ordering his arrest. Right. Right. And while that scene while he was well, like remember he came back. Right. Because the person was dying. He he came back from them taking him away right um and then he came back and there's a roman soldier standing right there right why wasn't the roman right in the roman soldier just standing there in the background <laughs> yeah like well there's the yeah. guy that they want me to arrest but i'll just stand here yeah, and watch here. this drama unfold yeah it was silly yeah creative yeah. license creative yeah. license what can we do see that's the thing if they could just I, I, there's no reason i think that they had to do that I don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> so the other, because it was three episodes, right? One, two, and three uh, yes. episodes. 
And um, it was going so well it was. for them. It was. Other it was. than when you were sleeping. Other than when I was sleeping. <laughs> I told him it doesn't matter. I know how the story ends. I know the story. I know the story. Like nobody's commenting because I, I can't believe Andy likes The Chosen. <laughs> I like The Chosen. There's just certain parts of it. Like, you know, it's like listening to a pastor you don't agree with on certain things. Like Mark said things. Mark Driscoll said things where we both went. I think you went a little too far there. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like that. Carrie, this is a great way of putting it. He no. didn't heal everyone, but he never refused anyone. Exactly. And yeah, there was no. She was still alive when he went back. She was. Yeah. She was. It wasn't. She wasn't even completely gone yet. Yeah. Or he or she, whatever it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> the reason we're doing this is because at the beginning of the movie, not that you like Dallas that much, because you really don't like him at all. <laughs> At this point, who does? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's just pompous. <laughs> but at the beginning, Dallas, uh, there's a little bit at the beginning where Dallas says, you know, thank you for coming to the movie. And then he says, there's going to be a scene and, you know, it's going to be a, a surprise. Uh, if you would not tell people about it, we would appreciate it. Just let them. I'd like to scream it from rooftops. <laughs> It's at the very end of the third episode. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, it's how it ends. And that's, I, I, you know. it. And that's what they leave people with. So that, I it, mean, it, so it, it either is going to make people not want to come back and see the rest. Those that are like you. So they'll lose half their audience that they had gained if they just would have left it alone. Yeah. And then, then now there's other people who go, gosh, maybe they'll explain this nonsense on episode four. How can I explain it? I don't know. Maybe he'll do another one of his cameos and say, okay, listen, I know that people were upset, <laughs> kind of like he did when uh, Ma Mary Magdalene got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he, he came back, okay, listen, I know some of you are upset about that. <laughs> it's like so obnoxious. Oh, my God. We watch, we just wait till look what. See, they're, they're humanizing Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what's angering me. Because I think he's a living God. He's not right, and he wouldn't just look at him and be like, "Sorry." <laughs> he didn't do that. He did. He kind of looked at him, he's like, "Okay." I'm sorry. No, he was sad and upset. We didn't go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just like, "I can't." But why? See, exactly. That's I think on episode four, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they'll explain why. It was her time to go. Him or her. Her. Yeah, whatever. It was their time to go. <laughs> Would that make it better? Oh, I don't know. Like it's just it's just introducing into the relationship of people during the time of Jesus emotions that we don't know were there. Mm. Yeah, Carrie's right. What she says there. The, the difference of the chosen is that the unbelieving watchers and viewers get a wrong take on Jesus. Exactly. That was my whole point. That that's what makes me upset is that they walk away from this going like, well, I guess Jesus didn't heal everyone. Because they don't know whether the story is true or not. Um, they are adding to scripture, and this is wrong according to scripture. Yes, book of Revelation. Anyone who adds a adds a dot or a tittle. Pretty loud in the theater, you said this is blasphemy. <laughs> yes, I did. For the four other people that were in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what's funny is what Hedia said is that uh, we were looking at going to one theater and it was so almost sold out. Yeah, two no seats open. Yeah, it was completely By, but like closer to us, near us. So we go. Well, let's look at another theater, which is next to a university. Yes, empty. And it was empty. <laughs> and then you said, you know what? Let's look at this one to see because it's a university. There, none of these kids are going to go see the movie The Chosen. And she <laughs> looks at the completely empty. <laughs> see, like, how'd you know that? Yeah, you're pretty smart. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Got a couple marbles up there. It's the producer's interpretation, but it does express that not everyone is healed. He didn't heal everyone at the pool, just one person. Not everybody got healed, but he never refused anyone. So this scene is him literally refusing. Hmm. Like, nope, sorry, not going to do it. Have you had a chance to see it yet, Kate? I'm just wondering. I doubt it because the, uh, I don't yeah. think it's in theaters out there. Hmm. Because it's not on the screen. It's not on the TV yet. Yeah. Uh, it's not on that Angel app yet, right? He's releasing no. it first in the theaters. Yeah. yeah. Those are the premiering, I think they're calling it premiering at movie theaters. Because now he, he realized he can make a ton of cash like he did with Sound of Freedom. Well, did you see that studio? They see the, the, the studio? Holy cow, they've taken over a city. But yeah, they they've they actually recreated Jerusalem, yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, and the Roman Empire. <laughs> Uh, there are some really fun characters. I, I really like, I mean, that sounds funny to say this, but the, the Roman um, Gaius, uh, that actor, yeah, I think the, the way character. he portrays him is a great character. Um, I like the other guy too, the, the, the wise soldier, oh, yeah. Atticus, is it? Yeah, Matthew's friend. No, the other one, Atticus. Oh. When you say Gaius, Gaius is Matthew's friend. Oh, oh, that's right. I got it mixed up. So you like the one I'm talking about, Atticus, the other one. He's yeah. like, this this decision you make right now is going to make or break one of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those characters are good. Um, Moving on. This yeah. audience is not big Chosen fans. So I know, so. but maybe they enjoy the fact that you don't like it either. And <laughs> I'm the guy who kind of likes the the majority of it. Well, and um, this uh, friend that I was talking to today said... Um, I actually really enjoy watching The Chosen because it brings Jesus to life for me. Mm. And I totally get that. Yeah. Because I know I've seen you have that same effect, which is like, I just love seeing them living and breathing. It's just like giving a name to a face and bringing them to life, mm. the people of the Bible to life, I think is very powerful. Oh, you know, just one more thing on The Chosen that, I, that you talking about that, because I, when I read the Bible, I, I often go to my senses, like, wow, what that must have smelled like. Like what the, like, or just seeing the cut in the guts of the goats and things like that. I just go, yeah. oh, it's just, that's so crazy to me that, 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 and then a scene in the chosen today was they went to a place where they had the human sacrifices yeah. um, and uh, that all the, you know, the disciples and Jesus walked. I don't think Jesus made the, I, the smells face, No, but the other ones went, Oh my God. Covering their nose. <laughs> what does that smell? Right. But it's at a, at a temple where they have human sacrifices. They said, that's not human. Somebody said, is that the goat? And they said, no, that's, that's something else. And yeah. It was the human sacrifices that they were making. But I go, yeah, that, that's the part that's the, the bringing all that, the Bible to life. Yep. With some twists that aren't necessary. Which is not the Bible. <laughs> Which is not the Bible. I don't know why I can't just stick to the Bible. <clears throat> All right. Uh, did we get any? Uh, oh, we got a prayer request for Paul. Kate's son, Paul. Um, I have a friend named Paul 
interestingly enough, Paul Doman. Uh, he's uh, he was a helicopter pilot at NI Police Department. I used to ride with him. I was an observer observer with him from from time to time. But he's battling throat cancer. He's Aww. had uh, two bouts of chemotherapy, and he just sorry to hear he's, that. Um, just would uh, need some prayer. So Paul Doman. Um, good good guy. Super good guy. Jan. Oh yes, Jan's got. I know most of that, but you want me to put it up? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Praying for Jim's. Jan says, "In the eye of the storm over here, need prayers for Jim's a fib. My son's kidney problems, my nerves, uh, because cataract surgery is not the easy peasy thing I was told it would be. Yeah, <laughs> and my sister." Judy's uh, brain tumor came back and she is having surgery Tuesday at Hogue. Hogue is in uh, our area, Newport Beach. Uh, she would love the prayers. She will need radiation treatment this time. Wow. That is a lot, Jan. Isn't it? I'm so sorry. But uh, we will pray to Jesus and he will, um, he will be listening. Carrie says, weather making hard for Eddie to breathe. Please pray. Sorry to hear that too. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for this time of fellowship. Thank you for your spirit that dwells within us, for learning more about the power of the Holy Spirit and um, its ability and his ability to transform our lives, to draw us closer to you, to give us a renewed and transformed spirit that changes our character, that transforms our existence, Lord. It is that power um, that we're so grateful, we're just so grateful for because there's nothing we could do in our own strength that could mimic the effects that your Holy Spirit has um, dwelling within, within us, Lord. Um, we have our brothers and sisters that we're lifting up to you, Lord. Um, Jan, our dear sister in Christ, um, her health problems that she's experiencing from cataract surgery, Lord, and Jim, her dear husband's um, AFib has been um, really troubling him lately, Lord, and, and her son's kidney problems. Lord, we ask for peace, for peace and good health um, over her house, over her family, over her sister Judy as she goes for surgery once again for brain cancer. She, she loves you, Lord, and you know her well. Um, we ask for peace for her family, for her children and her loved ones that are so worried about her, Lord. It's very hard to deal um, with illness, and we just ask for that ability to, to discern what your will is in terms of treatment, Lord, and that um, whatever difficulty or challenges that those illnesses bring, Lord, that you give us the patience and the peace um, and the joy, the joy of the Lord to make it through. Uh, we also pray for uh, Paul and Kate's relationship, that you strengthen it and you draw them back together, um, that you bring love between them, Lord, um, kindness and gentleness and a joy um, from getting to know each other once again. Uh, we also want to pray for Paul, Andy's friend that's battling throat cancer. Lord, it's such a difficult thing to to go through cancer and its treatment, Lord. So we ask for rejuvenation of the cells for your supernatural healing over them, that the, the healing is quick, it, that they're restored to good health, Lord. Um, you, we know that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the provider 
of all cures. You are the great physician. We love you. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, Lord, and um, we're so grateful for the sacrifice of your one and only begotten son who died so that we could be free and resurrected and restored to a right relationship with you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. Oh, Helen. sorry, Eddie, forgot to thank uh, you, Lord. We, <laughs> we asked for um, good health for Eddie, continued good health for Eddie, Lord, as the, as the weather makes it difficult for him to breathe, Lord. We ask for, for ease and for restoration and for healing. And uh, praying for Helen's family, Lord, you know, you know best what she's going through, what she's struggling with. And we ask that we lift her up to you and her family, Lord, and that you keep your loving embrace over them and that um, they are shielded uh, by your protection, Lord, by that supernatural wall of fire. Um, we're so grateful for all that you provide us with in that we see with our eyes, Lord, and the ones that we do not see as your, as your prophet. I don't if it's Elijah or Elijah, but that he was telling his servant to open his eyes and to be able to see the armies, the armies of, of God that were protecting them. Lord, may you give us supernatural vision um, to see all of the protection that's around us. And even if we don't see it, Lord, that we could feel it and that we know that you were with us through the storms. We love you. It's in the Amen. mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, Kate. Love you guys. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends. We love you guys. And happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's Sunday. happy Sunday. Oh, yeah. Good night. Sorry, I'm having trouble with the buttons yeah. this morning, <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. God bless. Bye. Take care.